Hey, I'm Kay. Hey, Tear. Do you know 11 is my favorite number? No, I actually didn't know that. I was born on August 11th. <gasps> yes. It's, it's a my, good one. It's a good number. And we're on chapter 11. We are here. And do you know I wrote a song this morning about no. our chapter? Tell me more. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> it's gray. It's gray. It's gray where I am from. In Oz, it's green. A glittering emerald kingdom. That's it. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Belt it out, Tara. <laughs> it's so gray today. And it was really it nice. Is. To escape to the Emerald City this morning. My favorite is the ending. Because you think that it would, like, end. Wait. Wait. Oh, it's Disney. I love the ending. I love that. I think it's unfinished. I think that's the best way. I think you need to add some lyrics (laughs) to this song. I'm obsessed. But are you ready to go to the Emerald City? I'm so ready. To the place where problems seemingly don't exist. Let's discuss. I'm Tara. I'm MK. And you're listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. It's good. It's good. It's our new thing. Welcome back, listeners. We are on Chapter 11, the wonderful Emerald City of Oz. We're here. We've made it. Everything on our bed is green. Everything. On my bed. We don't share a bed, but... (laughs) We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So just as a reminder, if you need one... We are Tara and MK, and we are slowly savoring, Mm. that's our new favorite word, the original text of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. We are Oz lovers. We grew up loving Oz, the books, the movie, everything about it. We are slowly going through chapter by chapter, discussing these amazing moments in the book, moments that maybe we forget about. And comparing it or drawing parallels to 2020. We're in a pandemic. There's a lot going on in the world. So we're having a blast just savoring this text and connecting it to our lives. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Oz has truly felt like a necessary escape. And also just grounding and centering amidst all the chaos of this year. So we're very grateful that you're here. And we hope we can offer you that. Yes. Okay. All right, Tara, kick points. us off with our bullet points. All right. This was a big beast of a chapter. Is this the longest chapter? I want to say so far. So far. So I'm not far sure. It is. I'm not mm. sure in the entire book, but for sure, I kept turning the page and was like, there's more. There's more. Because the chapters going. are usually pretty bite sized, but this one was definitely more of a meal. Yes. So here we go. Bullet point number one. Parading through the portal, Dorothy and her friends finally submerge into the splendor of the Emerald City, where everything is a dazzling green of hustle and bustle as they follow the guardian of the gates. Gate? Question mark. (laughs) On their way to the palace, where a long-bearded soldier marches them inside and receives order from Oz himself that each will be permitted into the throne room one by one and given separate rooms to await the daily meetings. (gasps) Mmm. Just factual. Yeah. Bullet point number two. (laughs) After passing the night Plaza Hotel style, Dorothy is the first invited to the throne room without Toto. And with each day, a new member of the party presented all to a different embodiment of Oz, from a bombastic talking head to Dorothy, to a winged lady to the scarecrow, to a rhino-like beast for the tin woodman, to a ball of fire for the cowardly lion, but all receiving the same devastating news that in order for Oz to grant their requests, they must kill the Wicked Witch of the West. Bombastic. No questions asked. <laughs> okay, bullet point number three. <laughs> Deciding the loss of never receiving their request too unbearable, though they wish no fatal harm. Mm-hmm. Our tub-thumping team got knocked down, but they got up again. <laughs> Deciding the next morning their journey to the West begins back into the unknown queue frozen to. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know Into the Unknown is my favorite song <laughs> in the world. Okay, that last bullet point was everything I ever needed <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Tub thumping. Tub thumping. You got every detail. We don't need mine, right? We're good. No, we need it. We need, there's so many missed details, which I can't that wait to get That was incredible. I loved it. All right, I'll give it a shot. Mine is the the more condensed, like not as juicy fun today. It's going to be a little more cliff You know what? Sometimes we just need a synopsis. Here's the synopsis for you, my friends. Bullet point number one. Dorothy and friends, green glasses securely locked on. Hey, look at that. Look you're at doing, that. You're doing great. I'm crushing it. Are ushered into the dazzling and green Emerald City where onlookers are terrified of the lion, as a soldier holds court with the wizard to see if he will grant the group's request to see him. Bullet point number two. Great. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reliving. I'm reliving. Keep going. After being told the wizard has indeed agreed to hear their request and will only be seeing one creature a day, the group is shown to their rooms where Dorothy admires the green books, green perfume, green flowers, everything green. All caps. Bullet point number three. The wizard appears in various forms to each member of our merry party, saying each time that in order to have their desires granted, they must kill the Wicked Witch of the West, which the group reluctantly decides they must attempt if they are ever to have a chance to receive the wishes of their hearts. (gasps) Done and done. beautiful, Em. Don't judge yourself. Lots of green. I love, All caps. I love the green. It goes with my song this morning. It's green. In Oz, it's green. I'm obsessed. We're going to keep repeating it. <laughs> so good. All right. Let's go to our Denslow drawings let's in the book C. So this was a very long chapter. There's actually mm-hmm. two color plates. Oh and goodness. one is the last color plate in this chapter is actually a statement from the next chapter. So it's a little foreshadowing like mm. at the end of an episode getting a preview for the upcoming yes we like that episode. trailer moment okay so here we are on our chapter page i have to point out i love the text that is used for yes. the chapter pages yes it's like that in between of straight on regular font mixed with a little cursive a little cursive yeah I love it. Just a little bit of elegance, a little bit of mystical, magical. A tiny sprinkling. Yeah, I love it. This feels so quintessentially Oz to me. Yes. The type, yeah. Yeah, I love the type. Yeah, we have this amazingly tall man with a beard that stretches almost to his incredible shoes with little spurs on them. Does he have a bag that says lunch? Yeah, he has a bag that I reminds him. I didn't even see that. That his food is on his hip. Just so you know. Also, he has the little lunch. Oz band around his arm. Love that. Okay. He's holding an incredibly tall musket with a bouquet of flowers coming out of the top. <laughs> How cute is that? And he has a big, shining, glimmering emerald on top of his hat. So I, I feel like I've used this word before. Perhaps not. But what's coming to my mind is... Regal. You've definitely used it before. <laughs> I think you used it for the start of the chapter of the Queen of Field Mice. Ooh! Well, she is just as regal as these Emerald Royalty. City citizens. So, there we go. I said ornamental. Yes, I like that. Because he is so bedazzled in so mm-hmm. many different ways. Like, the flowers <laughs> coming out of the musket. So, obviously, this is not a real weapon. It's for show. Um, right. His bow at the end of his beard I really know. tickles me. That's great. Yeah, and like the and also the emeralds shooting out like yes. spears on his boots. His nose is he kind of from the side he reminds me of the Tin Woodman because the Tin Woodman has a very long kind of triangular pointy nose as this man does. Hmm. Maybe this is what the Tin Woodman <gasps> looked like. Mm, an ancestor, family member? Maybe. You never know. Okay, so then we come oh, to I this, love this, one. this little cute starter page into the chapter oh, so with the green girl The green Dorothy. girl! So the green girl, we'll find out, is a handmaiden within the palace right. who takes care of guests. Yes. We're not, we don't really get a job description for her. She's just there. But She's this is a character that helpful. reoccurs. She comes back in later Oz 
novels as Jelia or J- Jelia? I always thought it was Jelia, but I like Jelia too. So, yeah, it's another yeah. another one I'm not sure about. Who knows? About. Yeah. Jelia Lamb. Jelia Lamb. <laughs> she's so sweet. She is so sweet. So she's welcoming Dorothy in to this chapter. Yes. It looks she like. She is exactly. And that was the word that I chose welcoming. Welcoming. Not just this illustration, the other ones that we'll get to. There is this very generous, inviting, warm, welcoming body language happening from Jelia and throughout the chapter. People seem to be inviting the group in. I There is some suspicion with the lion, but there does appear to be a welcoming Intrigue. attitude of come in. We yeah. are happy to host you. Happy to have you. Though she's not overly warm. Like, I'm looking True. at her face. There's no it's smile. It's tiny, yeah. It's it's pretty passive. Yeah, true. Not really any emotion present on her face. Right, right. Just like, I'm doing my job. You're here. And it's... Come on in. Looks like Jelia is only, like, a little bit older than Dorothy. They're almost the same height. Has Dorothy right. met anyone near her age yet on this journey? Maybe Probably. some of the Munchkin children. Maybe maybe Munchkin children, but you're right. This might be the first, first person. Gal pal. Yeah. Gal pal! Yeah. Hey, Jelia. So this is a cute little image. I love how she's just holding Toto. <laughs> with his glasses. Not really with any care. He's just no, kind he's of flopped. hanging out. <laughs> love it. So cute. And I love the and little e- emeralds. And I like how the first word even is in green. And it's E for emerald. For <sighs> even. Oh my gosh. I love, love that. I love it. There's a lot of things to pick up on here. Oh, I know something really cool about this next page. Tell me. That I just learned. Okay, so the next page we're looking at is this awesome uh, soldier leading them into the palace gate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I'm assuming. Because, yeah, the guard, this isn't the guardian of the gates. This is the soldier right. taking them in now to the, the throne room area. Um, so a gate looks like it's ascending up. Mm-hmm. He looks to be saluting. Mm-hmm. So this page was supposed to be the rhinoceros creature that the Tin Woodman mm. meets later. Like, that was the initial intent was to have that drawn, but mm. Bomb was like, this is too much for kids. Kids will be afraid. Yeah, Denslow began drawing the most terrible beast, but Bomb apparently thought it was too terrible for the children's books and had him abandon it. So Denslow drew over it in the color plate of the soldier <gasps> with the green whiskers, leading the four travelers through the streets of the Emerald City. The original pencil sketch of the monster can just barely be seen on the original drawing in the Henry Goldsmith collection, Prints and Drawings Division, the New York Public Library, so we must go Wait, see this. we're going! <laughs> Few subsequent illustrators have ever depicted this third transformation of the wizard. Now, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh my But gosh. isn't that crazy? This was supposed to be an image of what the Tin Woodman sees when he goes yeah. to see Oz, but he turned it in to this other um, illustration they would use earlier. So I am obsessed that, with the fact that you, you could see it can in the original. See it. Yeah. We have to find that. Those also, are the things like, I live for. I know it's like no new piece of paper. He's just like, yeah, let me just draw just over it. It's recycle, fine. <laughs> reduce, reuse. I love it. I also love we haven't really talked about this. His little initials. His signature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Denzel's initials that he puts It's in. fun. He's like, this is mine. Don't it's you forget. Vi- don't you forget. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Oh, and I love this is one of my favorites. The double page illustration with Dorothy entering into her plaza room. I loved your description of that. Eloise at the plaza, a hundred percent. There's a fountain with a statue of a naked a baby. Fountain <laughs> in your bedroom. Can you imagine? Books. There's books. We would be in heaven here. Books There's a for comfortable days. chair by an open window. Stained glass. Stained glass. Glass. This is called a sanctuary. This is gorgeous. And I was even thinking in this description of this room, even if it wasn't green, even without the glasses, this would still be really nice. Oh, yeah. And lovely. Yeah. So I just had that thought pop into my brain. Oh, it's, I put grand for this whole spectacle that is this way of living. Like, Dorothy's probably not used to existing this way. This is probably bigger than her whole farmhouse. She probably doesn't even have her own chair at home. To just even see an armchair that awaits for her 
and her only to sit in. Yeah. That's not a normal thing. And like a fountain is so extravagant. To have so a fountain. I'm going to get one and bring it in. Oh my goodness. Cool? Well, fountains <laughs> are really calming. Like to hear the soothing dropping of the water, the trickling of oh, the water. Oh, I love that. I have my app I sleep with at night that turns it on. Those nighttime so sounds. You are she totally, gets that. yeah, you're totally giving, <laughs> yes, I love it. Gorgeous. Um, yeah, this is so cool. Okay, and the emeralds continue here, and then we have our next tiny little drawing. This one's super sweet. It's so sweet. It's Dorothy explaining what happened, correct, <laughs> to the rest of our friends from her meeting first. Mm-hmm. So this is right after Dorothy leaves the throne room. So there's a little image of her with her arms out. Love that. Explaining to our friends, Toto eagerly listening as well. With his green bow. I never noticed that. Oh, yeah, I think Jellia gives it to him. I think (gasps) there's a note of it. Oh, sweet. Also, I love her green bows, too. I know. She's looking good. I also, this is funny, this came up in one of the Facebook groups I'm in. They noted that um, the silver shoes have bows on them initially, (gasps) and then they don't. And then they don't. Yeah, they don't. Oh, my gosh, good eye. So I was like, maybe she took, like, if we want to, like, make it work, maybe she took the bows off and saved them to put them in her hair later. Maybe they're in her hair. Right. Or she didn't want to get them tarnished as she traipsed along this path. Right. Gotta save. The scarecrow does not have his hat on. Neither does the tin woodman. Yeah, they're being polite <gasps> in the palace. Cute. Maybe. Ooh. And uh, the lion has he his has hair. His bow. The bow has begun. This is my favorite look for the lion. It's his little I bow. I love the his bow. Little, his little pony. This is reminding me when I was in awe in The Wizard of Oz, the musical, there's a cute, what's that song? Ha, ha, ha. Ho, yeah. Ho, ho. Merry Old it, Man. I think it's somewhere in Act 2. Um, and everyone gets like a little spruced up and you get your bows. And that was always one of my favorite moments. So cute. I just love the little bow edition. Oh, yeah. This is totally post like the shining. Yeah. Sean, Sean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love it. I love that the movie added that. I know. That's one of my favorite Spa treatment. And yeah. it's so great. <laughs> I wrote for this image crumbled mm. or crumpled maybe. Mm-hmm. Crumbled, crumpled. The scarecrow is what stands out to me in this. His little weak knees and his inward pointing toes. And also the Tin Woodman's kind of hunched over. The lion's face is full of a lot of... Questioning. Yeah, questions, fear. You could feel his fear. Yes. Emanating off of him. And Dorothy is just arms open. like Love those welcoming arms. This is what happened. And I don't think it's the news they expected because she's the first one to go in and find out. Our journey's not over. She has to share that they have to murder someone. She's the one. She's the, the bearer of the bad all. news. She has to share it. So I, yeah, that's what I saw immediately was, oh, like this is the first moment that they're realizing the sweet relief that they had stapled on mm, to the Emerald not... City has been deflated. Like, oh my goodness, you're right. That's gone. This reminds me of... When I used to play soccer and the captain or the coach gathers you in a huddle and you're really trying to figure out what are we going to do next? Maybe you are, it's such a close game and you're really just sweating. You're really trying to figure out what the heck are we going to do next? That's what I'm feeling. The two of us are such athletes. (laughs) We're so sporty spice. I lived for those moments (laughs) when I played sports. I'm glad you brought that up because it's sometimes when you get on the court or on the field, you get overtaken by a game, whether you're getting right. creamed yeah. by the other team, you need those moments to come together to be like, I see you. I know we're getting killed, but we need to come keep our together. energy up. It's a bonding moment. I love that you brought that moment in. Yes, totally. Even though there's fear and horror. <laughs> so much fear, so much horror. Okay. This the, is a great moment. The next image. So, wait. <laughs> it kind of backpedals. Yeah. So, let's, let's go out of order so we're staying in chapter yes. sequence order. Yes. So... We're going to skip one little image, come back to it. First color plate of this chapter is the eyes looked at her thoughtfully. So here we are Crazy. in the th- throne room, this yellow. It's yellow. It's a yellow, like a, yeah. a dead green. It's a yellowy green. It's like green. someone peed on green. It's Ew. true. It's, it's just like a nasty green. That like, should this be is, like a paint. This is not the color of anyone's bedroom. This Pee is on hideous. Green. Pee on green. This is, I really actually like this color. <laughs> I do like the photo though. His <laughs> eyes are, are blue. Got some cute blue eyes. True. So this Ooh, is the, the talking head yes. elevating off of the 
emerald, emerald throne. studded throne mm-hmm. with Dorothy very humbled looking up I love the detail of her, her hands I being know. clutched behind her back maybe that's um, a nerve thing that she's doing I was I'm reading, I'm reading a book that it's called um, Know My Name by Chanel Miller and mm-hmm. it's a sexual assault survivor's story mm-hmm. and she talks about when she was on the stand her advocate giving her these like almost like they look like dog toys that she would have in her hands that she could like release like her tension yeah. into and I see that mm-hmm. happening with Dorothy in this moment with her hands oh yes I do that, too, if I'm in a kind of stressful situation. Hands, like, definitely squeezing kind of your palms. Oh, my goodness. She might be doing that. Yeah, working out that energy. What do you notice in this photo? Is there a word that's coming to you? The word that came to me for all of the transformation illustrations is surreal. Because it feels very much... Again, this keeps popping up for me throughout the book, is that feeling when you're in a dream... And it's slightly scary, but it's slightly exciting, and you feel like it's real, but you know it's not. That might be what Dorothy's feeling when you see a floating head. A floating head. But she probably has to just carry on and try to continue to make it through this journey while saying, this doesn't feel real, but okay, we're going to keep going. This is surreal. And I wonder the mechanics of how this floating head works, because the eyes move. The I head know. floats. It's impressive. This is some cool stage work. <laughs> Who's the stage manager? We're going to talk about the wizard's <laughs> skill. Craft. craft. Yes. Like right. his magical arts. That's right. going to definitely come up. Yes. Yes. I wrote down baby man. <laughs> because this face, baby especially, man. it feels like um, that Looney Tunes character. You're or so true. It, not even Looney Tunes. We watched at the beginning of this pandemic. <laughs> oh my god! It was my first time watching Who Framed <gasps> Roger Rabbit. That was your first time. Yeah, oh, it's, it's that so character fun. I'm thinking of the little yes. the little baby. I but he's his name. like he's like a jaded. Yeah, he like gangster is a voice. Yes. He's oh like a man. Oh my gosh, this is That's him. You're what right. It made me think of. This was his first role. But also, Baby Man feels right because it's 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 this man asserting power over a little girl. Right. And I'm like, yeah. you're a baby man that you're you have to man. do You're a baby man. Can we bring that into our lingo? Baby man. Baby man. <laughs> now, the next appearance mm-hmm. of the wizard is depicted on the, on the pages as well for the scarecrow, which is this lovely lady. Gorgeous. But did you catch that? She's described with having wings, and there is there's not a wing. no wings. Yeah, we've said before there's a discrepancy between Denzel's illustrations and what I'm is doing in the... i my own thing. Right. He's like, okay. It's almost as like Bomb said, oh, yeah, she turns into this beautiful, lovely lady. And maybe went on into other descriptive detail, but Denzel just heard lovely lady and was like, great, I'll run with that. I'll make that happen. <laughs> but I not wonder what their working the relationship was. Well, we know that Bomb likes to go back and change and add details. Right. And just kind of pivot. Like, yeah. Oz, we may have gotten an idea for this is how this is in Oz. And then he goes, never mind, erase that. We're actually going to go with this idea. Yeah. So maybe that detail of the wings came in after he went and added a Denzel had Denzel already said no I'm not redrawing or like it just wasn't a big deal to them who right. knows yeah. who knows with that collaborative maybe exchange maybe her wings was. are hiding behind who knows or yeah or may, yeah maybe yeah. like they haven't ex- emerged out she's gorgeous I love that we're justifying the wings <laughs> she is gorgeous I think this will come up more but this yeah. is something that struck me tell me is this Ozma? I, you literally took the words out of my mouth. When I first saw the illustration just now, in my brain, I said, Ozma, that's Ozma. Did John Arneal, who would later go on to draw the rest of the Oz books, use this <gasps> as inspiration Maybe to bring Ozma to life? Because this is really what she looks this like. This is really what she looks like. So then right. we have this big talking head. Toxic masculinity, maybe. Who knows? We'll get into Baby some man. archetypes. <laughs> and then we have this sweet feminine queen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the Almost throne. like a fairy. Like, in a blanket of flowers. So many flowers, There's which is a detail I Everywhere. Love. Yes. Like, div- divinity just coming off of this page. She also has these bows on either side of her head, which Princess Ozma has, like 
huge mm-hmm. poppies. Mm-hmm. So there's that yeah, this similarity. Yeah, an entanglement of roses and poppies. Yes. It's just so interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if this is now representing the rightful ruler of Oz. Ooh! you know, we all know. The wizard knew. He knew. He knew that he did. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we'll get back to that. All right, I'm excited about that. Instead of getting the Tin Woodman's rhinoceros beast that was too scary (laughs) for everybody. That's so funny. PG-13, he was rolled out. Bye. We just have the Tin Woodman with his little tin cap. His cap is off in his hand. He's taking it off because he's also going into that room thinking he's going to see a beautiful lady. Yeah, he's like, yes, let's yeah, do Yeah, he's this. like, yes, my, my non-existent That's one heart. of my favorite parts. He's like, I really, really hope it's the pretty lady. <laughs> I hope it's her. <laughs> so he's thinking one thing, and obviously that's not that going to be the case. That is not going to happen. So we just get him at the at door. At the door, which is so cute. And then Cowardly Lion, we have this is a, cool one a cool photo of him just looking into an abyss of light. which is representing the fire, the fiery ball he sees in front of him. His tail's in between his legs. His paws are up. So cute. He feels probably defenseless in this moment. Can you imagine fire? He was so charged up coming into this thinking he could take whatever it was going to be. And of course it's like... It's fire. It's something. It makes me think, was the wizard listening to their (gasps) conversations? Yes. But also I'm thinking like his turnover, he needed like some time to prep. Right. All right. Reset the stage. Yeah. Reset. Reset. Get the fire flame. Because he's not real magic. He's theater magic. He is circus craftsman. theater course on how to make this happen. I think he is like the (laughs) OG... Yeah, he's like the OG theatrical greatest showman. Oh my god! So I don't know if he like overheard them and like adjust it. Like he had spies listening to like what he could do to manipulate them Mm, in the rooms. I really enjoyed that. But also fire is pretty easy with um, being like obviously there's not much people. If you have no water with you, there's not much you can do. Fire is bad. I actually got burned. I lit my little candle and like a flame or like a piece of what is that? The, the wick. Oh, yeah. That that part, like, kind of jumped out onto my finger. Oh, you got a little bubble. And I got a little bubble. And it it's so tiny, but it hurts so bad. So oh, I can 100%. only imagine seeing a humongous flame, a humongous ball of fire. Just the heat is also, heat the makes heat, you do things. Yeah. True. You yes. also start to lose some sense about you. Yes, exactly. So he's probably in a panicked sweat in this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't see his face. We just see him staring mm-hmm. into this overpowering light. That's the biggest sense that I get from all of the transformations is overpowering, overdominating. Mm-hmm. With the acceptance of the beautiful lady, maybe... But still, there's she a could power. be overpowering over a man of yes. my beauty. My yes. tem- I'm tempting. I wonder how that worked on the scarecrow. We'll talk about right, that we more. Can chat. And then the last color plate. This is our yeah. preview episode. So this doesn't. This is the first sentence of the next chapter. The soldier with the green whiskers led them through the streets. So this is them bidding farewell to the Emerald City to go now on this Their next journey. journey that they did not expect happening. Um, Who are they waving at? They're waving at a wonderful citizen. Is that Jellia? I think that's Jellia. Cute. Yeah, she's got the polka dots. I wonder if they're like, have you heard about this this weird party that came through? There's two. Have you heard? There's two onlookers who look very posh. So posh. I, I love they all, all the outfits. I imagine they all have British accents. <laughs> I just want them all to have British accents. I love her fan. She's great. Yeah, there's just two other onlookers that are. Oh my What's god, his interesting? Are <laughs> this man has ba- a bowl cut. Mushroom. Truly bowl cut. I'm I'm intrigued by this illustration that. Dorothy and the Scarecrow are smiling. At least the Scarecrow is and waving. It almost looks like a parade. The yes. Sca- the Tin Woodman looks all right, but then the Lion is the one who looks. His eyes are huge. Butterflies. In butterflies his tummy. in his tummy. Because remember, they're about to go off and murder someone, or that's what they their intent is. That is, yeah. So it's, it's interesting, kind of the joy in this photo. There is a lot. Yeah, they're all taking on a different energy. You're so yeah. right. The Scarecrow is waving to. 
Jellia. <laughs> Maybe he loves her. He has a sweet smile on his face. Dorothy is reaching up to Jellia. Toto looks determined. He's Toto's ready. in a prance. Ready. You're right with the Tin Woodman. He's super focused. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, see, he looks like I mean, the, he, the guard. Yes, you're totally right. There is a resemblance, a resemblance. there in their long, pointed noses. Yeah. Also, he sharpened his blade to Ooh, the night before, so he's right. probably feeling, like, fresh. They're ready to go. And the Cowardly Lion <laughs> is probably, you know what, he knows that these fools can't kill anybody. He's like, it's gonna be me. <gasps> like, dang it. He's like already taking oh, that man. on. He's You're like, this so is true. me and the Tin Woodman's job. You're These right. two are gonna sit back. Uh, right. <laughs> Dorothy's already riding on his back. Yes. The scarecrow's waving at someone. Yeah, you're right. The lion is totally he's wigging out a little bit. What is this? She has these like she has like a collar. You know when you see a joker? Like, the card, and he has, like, a collar. I know. it's. She has this very, like, collar with bells dingle, dingling. <laughs> bells jingling. Oh, I see. It's yeah. totally a jester collar. A jest, that's what okay. it is. A jester. Like, what is that? Right. <laughs> so, also, so they're making a commotion as they're going through. Like, there's, like, so, dingling, yeah, dingling. So, so that's why it's probably, it, it's such a, an interesting band of people, creatures. Now, here we are at the beginning of chapter 11. So, Em, what popped out to you? What of this vivid imagery popped out to you in their first impressions Mm -hmm. of taking in the Emerald City behind their Zoom spectacles? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, like, we all have glasses on on Zoom. Oh, my Now, because our eyes are getting... Are going through it with all going the, through with it. all the digital social outlets we have. Um, true, true. So yeah, what are what popped out to you? Well, first of all, there's this wonderful, lovely note from Jack Zipes in the second paragraph. There were many people, and Jack Zipes says, "In the Emerald City of Oz, which is coming up, I think that's I think the fifth or sixth book in Baum's original series." We are told that there are 57,318 citizens and 9,654 buildings. The name of a citizen of the city is Osmite. Mm-hmm. So they're an Osmite. The name of an inhabitant of the country is Ozite. So if you live in the Emerald City, you are an Osmite. If you are in the country, you are an Ozite. How fun is that? I love the details. I loved Bomb. <laughs> I found it incredibly interesting that all of all of the men, people, women, children, they're all peering at this group walking in. And I'm wondering what they're thinking, because no one really ever visits the wizard. And it also says that all the children ran away and hid behind their mothers when they saw the lion. There's also, I think, a mention where it says there's no animals allowed, though there's that's already a discrepancy because at the end of the chapter, there's a hen and a rooster. Right. So right. <laughs> maybe there's a there's farm animals allowed for produce. But maybe not a wild. No wandering animals. Right. So this might be the children's first look. And also I'm thinking... If these kids are hearing a lot of lore of the outside world, I bet it's a lot of scary lore. Fear. To keep them in this bubble of perfection that feels like the Emerald City is. Yes. Um, Like we were saying, like, this is the place where there's no perceived problems. Right. So this is, I wonder what they're thinking. Is this going to be a problem for us? Probably. They're, They're going to disrupt the good that we've got going on here in the Emerald City. And I, I can't help. I keep thinking about the gates, that they are truly behind a wall and a gate. They are isolated in their yeah. own world. No matter And no matter how wonderful that world may be, you aren't being subjected to reality, that's to the I, real yeah. world. That's how I feel when I go out of town, honestly, for yes. like a regional theater contract. Because yeah. there's a time limit on it. You, know, it, you expire. Your show expires. Yeah. So you see... This amount of time, I'm going to be in this place, in this new community that I may or may not know, with this group of people that we were saying in an old episode, like, they become your best friends. One, two, three. Best friends. But we we usually use the term show bubble, and this totally feels like a long-lasting show bubble, Mm -hmm. that they're just in this world that is very detached from anybody else's problems or any other ways of existence other than this 
glistening, like very put on, proper, elegant one. Right. And it also reminds me of that feeling when you, I've had those those moments where I'm in a group of people and people are maybe peering at us, but they are kind of singling out one person that oh, I'm, yeah. I'm around. This reminds me, since you brought up regional theater, I was doing a show in a pretty small town and a town with not a lot of diversity. And I walked into a coffee shop with my friend who was a black man. Everyone in there was white. And when we walked in, everyone, it was almost like out of a movie. Like everyone turned their heads, not only to see, obviously we didn't live there. It became that uncomfortable moment of, there was kind of a curiosity of like, wow, there's never black people here. And I just, it was such an interesting experience to be the other person in that situation. And so I'm wondering, I'm just wondering if Dorothy's noticing that, that different treatment or that, and these are kids. They're kind of just maybe yeah. seeing and an not, animal, but yeah, they're not hostile. The they're kids, not hostile. The kids are scampering away and there is a cold, like a slight coldness. There's a little bit of a frigid energy coming from the people who probably have, you know, their very busy schedules of relaxation <laughs> to head off to. <laughs> Gotta go to the spa. No, it's such an interesting point. You reminded me of when we were in Tokyo with mm-hmm. Sister Act. Right. Um, we had, our cast was pretty diverse for the story of Sister Act is about um, a black woman who enters a uh, convent to hide in a case that she's involved in. Mm-hmm. And our black cast members were asked sometimes if they were, like, American rappers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Like, by people. So that, I remember that yeah, happening and that yeah. being, like, something that was uncomfortable that right. they were, a lot of our cast members were trying to make joke and make light and right, right. laugh it off. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, like, all eyes on you feeling just right. from what you look like. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever know that. No. I'll never know what that really looks like unless, like, I walk into some place, like, painted a color or something. Like, and we've done this as actors. Like, how many times have you done, like, a press event where you're full in costume and everyone else is, like, in pedestrian clothing? (laughs) Yes. So they stare at you, but it's for a different reason. It's for a different reason. Like, you have something put Mm -hmm. on. It's not inherently you. Right. Right. It's interesting. It's an interesting note that I just wanted to Yeah, like, the feelings that are going on for them on the inside that we like to comment on because Bob leaves that for us. He leaves that for our interpretation. Right. I love that, Em. I love what you brought up. Interesting. Lots of curiosity. Yeah, I am... I read in the annotated Oz that there you know there's the little lemonade detail that was Love mom's the favorite lemonade. drink really was it yeah Aww. um the evening herald in los angeles called bomb because he loved the drink so much the champion long distance lemonade consumer of the local rialto are you serious <laughs> i did not know that he, about him apparently if children came to visit him at ozcott he would have lemonade <gasps> waiting it was his, one of his so favorite sweet. Drinks. I think it was a drink that he engaged with children in. Right. Because it is. It's children like, love lemonade. Yeah, it's a fancy drink for yeah. children. Like, and it's like selling lemonade. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mine was a Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah. I still, still order still, Shirley Temple. For sure. I love Shirley Temples. Um, Capri Sun. I also <laughs> wanted to talk a little bit more going back to the White City influence because the yeah. annotated Oz gives us so much juicy um, information. We brought this up in our, our part two of mm-hmm. the White City which um, was this ideally designed metropolis in the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago. So that was the World's Fair. And here's what's cool. This fair brought both Denslow and Baum to Chicago at Whoa. different times. Isn't that cool? Oh, cool. And Denslow said, it, li- it is literally stunning, the immensity of the thing. So he's talking about the White City. Miles of ground covered with tremendous and artistic buildings. Just like, I could almost like feel him in this memory while painting the Emerald City. Mm. My first thoughts, he says, were knowing that they are only intended for short use of six months, which is so true, <laughs> mm-hmm. was what a magnificent ruin they must make when it's all finished. Mm. And the annotated Oz goes on to know all the eccentric 
entertainments and amusements that were available in the White City. It's where um, cotton candy was first introduced, Cracker Jack, the Ferris wheel, which we talked about in the last episode, and how it just felt like this this White City just sprung up suddenly out of nowhere in the center of uh, of this city, like this pristine place, kind of like how Emerald City just springs out of nowhere in the middle of this swampy you know, world, this country world. Right. Um, and how uh, the electric lights were super important to the White City, That how that transcends over to the Emerald City, um, because it made the place quite extraordinary at night as well. Mm. Um, this is from... Oh, my goodness. This is, I think, the secret garden writer, Frances Hogson Burnett. Yes, right? She's the secret garden writer? Yeah. She noted this... Um, about the White City, because she also apparently went. Very exciting. All these authors. This is Sacred exciting. Sacred Garden. Um, the White City seemed to be set with myriads of diamonds all alight. Endless chains of jewels seemed strung and wound about. The Palace of Flowers held up a great crystal of light glowing against the dark blue of the sky. Towers and domes were crowned and diademed. Thousands of jewels hung amongst the masses of leaves or reflected themselves, sparkling in the darkness of the lagoons, fountains, mm. and molten jewels sprung up and flamed and changed. Oh so my. I just love these. I love, A, that we get to see even another author yeah. enter the Influence. White City and be influenced by this pristine place. Yes. And all the marvels that, like, no one was used to and, like, there's another little note here that just talks about, like, Denslow definitely, like, this was such an effect on his yeah. illustrations, this eclectic blending of European and Near Eastern elements with towers and oh. banners. So you <sighs> see this in the Emerald City completely. I love that influence, and it reminds me, back in this time, people didn't travel as much. People didn't have the internet or, you know, to look up no. influences of other cultures or... No beautiful lands that is dif- that were different from where they lived so the world's fair kind of was their pinterest <laughs> you know exactly that <laughs> it's where you got your mind blown and your yeah. like your palette your inner palette of possibility got like matches yes. to ignite with so cool especially for mm. people who are imagineer people you know oh, yeah. like this had to be a feast for them oh my gosh how yes. many people were inspired by this world's fair it, I that mean, would be cool to research oh it's so cool i mean maybe we have to do a little diving come over to the instagram yes. i'm sure there will be more in the coming so much more. in the coming time <laughs> i also wanted to note the green pennies because here's some money right yes money money is, money is this the first reference yes and no we had some in, with the tin woodman but still like vague yeah this is like it's happening but there's, there's a money. transaction yeah we see green pennies here are the pennies so the annotated oz obviously is all over all the discrepancies which is so helpful right and here's what does happen so i could give us a little like relief on what he decides later on so okay tell us it's clear money is unclear in the wonderful wizard of oz yes and that's also going to reflect bomb's relationship with money moving forward in his life so mm. right now in his life he's off of a little bit of a success with his um mother goose and father goose right those were hit books yeah he's on a little bit of a, a roll kick but not in a financial bloom yet he will enter, once Wizard of Oz is published, his life will definitely change in the musical extravaganza, all of that. And then he goes into spending craziness and starts to lose money. And that's why he has to return to Oz to write more books, because it is his goldmine. Right. It People is, want, it is want his it. children book goldmine. Mm-hmm. So it reflects that. His relationship with money in mm-hmm. real world reflects that. So um, as the series progresses, Princess Ozma. She abolishes okay. currency by royal decree. Ooh. The Tin Woodman explains why in The Road to Oz. You're on that book right now, right? Yes, that's, that's the one my you're next on. one. Okay, so he says this. You're going to get this really soon. Okay. Money in Oz. Money in Oz. <laughs> what a queer idea. Oh, my word, queer. Did you suppose we are so vulgar as to use money here? Question mark. Dot, dot, dot. If we use money to buy things with instead of love and kindness oh. and the desire to please one another then we should be no better than the rest of the world. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Fortunately, money is not known in the land of Oz at all. 
We have no rich and no poor. For what one wishes the others all try to give him in order to make him happy, and no one in all of Oz cares to have more than he can use. Oh my gosh, that sounds like my dream world. I know, same. I'm like, this sounds, that actually is heaven. That's paradise. As a kid, I always used to tell my parents, let's just get rid of money. Why do we have it? (laughs) It seems to cause all our problems. That was always my anger. And there's still moments today. I understand more why. But I still, I think I I agree with this Oz, this this land of Oz. Yes, I do too. I mean, we started this morning, (laughs) both of us connecting on just some like heaviness we both were feeling. And mine has to deal with money right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I will be transparent. I had a message pop up on my unemployment since I am collecting unemployment while the arts world mm-hmm. is not available. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you've run out. And that doesn't feel correct. I should not have <laughs> run out. But it's really scary right now because A, getting someone on the phone for unemployment, especially in New York, so because hard. New York's banks are like, they're dry. They're, they're all used up. Right. It's going to be really, I know I have like a long road ahead with this. But also, like, it put me in a panic spiral. Like, just knowing, like, my resource, my financial resources are going to have a cutoff on this. Right. Um, I was like, okay, so like, I have to, I have to look at this. This is something I have to face, even with like the throw up feelings. <laughs> so many inside. throw up feelings. But like, money. It is a part money of our life. Is such a big part of anxiety. Yeah. In so many ways. I mean. Usually, if you don't have money, like your food is affected, right? Right. So that and like your whole food life insecurity is, is such a big, it's such a big like bottom line mm-hmm. like anxiety a manipulator. If you don't like, it, yeah, it's like money can be a cause of all these kinds of trappy mental places we can get into. So yes. it is beautiful to hear of this land existing without it. Here's yeah. a little note that I just want to say: the that bomb may have done away with money in Oz because of his own increasing financial troubles. So right, he was, he it was, was having a big part of his life. Yeah, and he it caused struggles. He totally had a um, complicated relationship with money, mm-hmm. which finally resulted in his having to file for bankruptcy two years after he wrote the above passage. Right. Oh my god. So of course he wanted a world where money it's didn't like, exist. Can we just yeah have that? Thanks. I'm glad we circled back to the money. Yeah, it's interesting when it comes up, when it doesn't. And I'm gonna keep my eyes peeled for that in future books. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's it, it changes. So just get get on that roller coaster of where he's at in his money journey. It'll be reflected. Because yeah. Marvelous Land, I even remember they stuffed the scarecrow with money. He was doing yes. great with money then. True. He was the scarecrow. Like, yeah, let's use some money. Yeah, he was the scarecrow. He was right. stuffed in money. Isn't it so interesting? Oh my gosh! I right. love it. I'm I love also it. intrigued by how Oz Oz is in an interesting time right now because the wizard is in power. Whereas the real rightful ruler is Ozma. So who's to say that this is how Oz normally Has operates? The wizard is from America, where we use money. So maybe they have never used money until he came. Who knows? So I have to keep that in mind as well. Now that we know he's my, not the real ruler. My complete soul just went, like, <laughs> down with, like, he's from America. He's so from of course, America. Of course he brought some colonizing colonizing oh my gosh this is kind of unrelated but i was i tell i may oh i don't think i was telling you about it but i'm reading the dorothy must die series which she has surpassed me y'all i'm obsessed i also love you danielle page we love you thanks for following us we love you i love uh young adult books like i'm obsessed but there's this really interesting passage um just disclaimer, spoiler, skip ahead. But every, most everyone in Oz in Dorothy Must Die is evil. There's some corruption. Um, and so the wizard also has some corruption, and he's in the series. And something that he says he's is... He's hard. He's hard to get your put your He's interesting. On. Yeah, he's... I, I, you want to trust him confusing. so badly. He's a confusing one. But one thing he says is... He, he's from Omaha, Nebraska. He's from America. And then he came to, he says the first time he came to Oz, and I believe Ozma was in power at that time. Or her father, King Pastoria. There was definitely a woman. So I, I think it was Ozma. Okay. And he says, this is such a strange land because where I come from, women do not rule. 
women are never in charge. And he, and it was just funny because it's a matter of fact statement. Like no woman has ever been president of the United States of America. And so interesting to connect it here of the land that he comes from America. This is just how they do things. There's money. So we expect you can only get something if you give. It's just an interesting connection. I'm very, uh, this whole like Americana theme that we've discovered through this is really blowing my mind because I've never thought about it. I've never made that connection before. And the before. wizard coming from America, right, is why money is in this book, perhaps, or how we'd like to interpret it. Because honestly, it's we can interpret it however, however we want. We want. <laughs> but I also love the note too. I love everything you just said. This. Everyone seemed happy and contented and prosperous. Everyone yeah. seemed... Seemed! Oh, seemed. no! I would love to know some what is really going on in the Emerald they City. seemed happy, yeah. Because you know everyone can't just fit a box. No. No, you no, know, no. If you, no, no, no. Yeah, that's not how it works. Not so, how it goes. just interesting. So interesting as we're, we're walking so through much. for the first time. Also, one last little detail yeah. here. There seemed to be no horses... So funny because in the movie, obviously very different, there's the whole (laughs) horse horse. scene with the horse of a different color. That's like one of my favorite moments. So it's interesting. There's no animals, as they say. We'll see. Oh, wait. This is a note in the annotated. (gasps) About horses? Yes. That at the Chicago World's Fair, there was no allowed animals for cleanliness sake. Oh. Um, So they were banned from the fairgrounds. Banned. And that might be what connected in Baum's head of, let's just let this be a place where people can stroll freely with no um, having to fear moving aside for an animal passing through. Cleaning up, right. Yes. And um, the only way of transportation besides foot within the white city was like little canal boats, so very romantic and cute. Yeah. Oh, I love that. No mess comes with that. So yeah, yeah, water. That might be. That might be what that came from. The no horses. Interesting. Now we're meeting our new friend, the soldier, the soldier. who we complimented on his sweet, stunning hairstyle of his beard. Stunning <laughs> beard. So they. They are introduced as here are the strangers from the guardian of the gate. <laughs> here are strangers. Here are strangers. What a great introduction. I mean, the dialogue. <laughs> here are strangers. The dialogue is just so funny. It's always so blunt. Yes. Yep. I do love the little detail. They just enter the palace gates they and just are wiping entered. their feet. But like, I feel like from what? Like there's no dirt on the streets. It's just funny right. to me. But it's just, you know, that like action of yes. being polite. We're polite. Okay. So... I love this question that Dorothy asks of, have you seen Oz, right? Straight Simple. up. Straight Please to the guard. Please tell us. Please tell us. And I wonder if she's thinking in this moment, has anyone seen this guy? You right. Sure, uh, sh- you she's have smart. to. She's smart. You have to have seen this person. You work for him. Do we him. know he's real? I can't wait to see what he, to hear about who this guy is. Yes. I'm sure she's like doubting his existence right Oh, now. for sure. I would be. But then, of course, they're hit with, oh, no, of course, return the soldier. I've never seen him. But I spoke to him as he sat behind his screen. And I underlined that. But I spoke to him as he sat behind his screen. And then I was thinking, like, the rarity of these days of meeting someone for the first time not through a screen. Oh, my God. Or a filter. I mean, mostly all my new friends in my world are through a device. Oh through their profile. Yes. Or so, even old friends. That's how I'm talking and to Well, that's how we're people. talking to our yeah. old friends. But yeah. do you meet people nowadays? Is it more common to meet people nowadays through the virtual reality as opposed to on the streets? Oh, that's at, such a good question. At a coffee shop, like out and about. Because even like I'm thinking of my last experience pre-pandemic, I was away out of town going into my show bubble. Show bubble. I still had, I had an idea of the cast list beforehand. They had emailed us all. So I even took a moment to like look up some people. Right. Like, who am I working with? Right. Um, so I even knew a little bit ahead of time of who some of these people were, who are mutual friends. Right. That makes a were. big difference. It does. So, yeah. like, I have talking points even with them meeting. Like, oh, you worked with this person? That's my best friend. Yeah. But it's just, wow, like, how rare to just meet someone not, like, the screen is in place, I, know. I guess is what I'm saying. It's actually, now I'm thinking about 
for my job, if I have a new student or teach a new class, I actually don't ever see them through a screen. That's actually probably the only one of the only moments in my life nowadays. Well, not now, not but now. Yeah. during pre-pandemic is I I would see on my schedule, oh, Students. I have a new yeah. student. Yeah. Their name is blah, blah, blah. And that's literally all I know. I might get a note about maybe what their, if it's guitar or their experience, but I have no idea. I actually have to go into the waiting room and say, Jessica, like, who's Jess? who, where are you? Who are you? And it's a very surreal experience and it gives me butterflies every time because you can't, it's kind of thrilling though, because you can't make any assumptions, you know, about that person. So it goes pretty much off of like where you're at for the day. It's interesting. Yeah. But I guess I could. Your mood of acceptance and like wanting to get to know someone, it goes off of that. Right. I guess I could. I have their full name. I could look them up, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Right. But it is a very interesting experience. Yeah. I did recently meet someone who I knew nothing about. Yeah. And I went with my friends to the beach. They had another friend come. And I actually didn't know who the, what her name was beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. And like, I feel like we were. Like, I've known her forever, so it was a nice... It was nice. Right. Like, I ha- did not know her from anything else. That's yeah. probably the only person, though, I could probably say that for probably since within this whole pandemic. Right. It's very rare. It is very rare. Okay. This also kills me. <laughs> so, this is the soldier's little speech back to them. Continuing on. Um, he says he gave uh, Oz the message. He said he will grant you an audience if you so desire, but each one of you must enter his presence alone and he will admit but one each day. So rules, 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 right? Rules. But also, like, I just envision the wizard, from what we will later find out about him, going, like, light bulbs going off in his brain of, oh, I get to put on a show. <laughs> I'm getting really excited. Yes. What do I want to do? I'm curious. Why is it once per day? But you're, I love what Turn you're saying. Turnover, girl. You're so right. Turn like, I got to order these supplies from Etsy. He's a one-man <laughs> shop. Because no one knows he does this. So he's doing right. this all on his own. It's not like he has other people's help. No, he's got to reset. He's yeah. got to plan. He's got to put makeup on. He's got so much to do. <laughs> so who knows? Like, I I see him. Like, he said he'll grant you an audience. All like, right, let's do he's this. He's like, game on. Game on. Let's I'm, start. I'm going to, I, I'm get to be put to the test with this group. Ooh, fun. I do have questions down the line that made me think so elsewise many. of the yes. wizard. So some other things will come up. Yep. And then we get to meet sweet Jellia Lamb, who's Jellia. not mentioned. Jelia. Jellia. Jelia. Jelly Jam. <laughs> JJ. JL. Um, we get to meet her. Her name is obviously not mentioned until the marvelous yeah. land of Oz. She's just mentioned as the young green girl. But mm-hmm. I love that young is there because it is like, okay, this is like Dorothy's world. Relatable, yeah. Um, and she's lovely green hair and green eyes. Um, and she's super sweet. To Dorothy, and then this is when they all split up. They split up. They get taken to their different um, rooms, and this must be really disorienting. That's the word I wrote down of right a foreign, uh, lavish world that you're entered into. Lots of hallways and corridors. I know seven passages. I'm thinking of us on tour specifically because we were consistently (laughs) switching living situations, and like, oh my god, did you ever have the moment you'd enter the lobby of your hotel and be like, where do I? What floor was I on? No idea. Yesterday, I was on the sixth floor, but I can't remember. <laughs> do I turn left? Do I turn right? Yes. Oh, it's terrifying. And then we would have a new theater, too, where your your dressing room might be sometimes three flights up, three flights down. And then my brain would be like, wait, do I enter stage left, stage right? Where am I? Your brain was consistently <laughs> being used on, it's scary. on our touring schedule, which was pretty, it was pretty rigorous. It was so There's rigorous. no other word. It was very I don't very think demanding. I would survive it now. <laughs> oh, there's no way. That was tough. There was no way. That there's was no tough. way. Yeah. But I just was thinking about how disorienting this must have been for her. I also, I want to hear your thoughts on when she sees the fountain and she's like, yes. I love the perfume. Green perfume? It's like Sephora. Come on. She this sounds like my Sephora. dream. It feels very much like she's entered this Sephora oh spa. Yes. Like, it says the sweetest little room in the world. I love it. 
And the books. Green silk. Okay, this Ugh. obviously I have to hear your thoughts on this <gasps> state statement. Okay, I'm going to read okay. it to you and I all need right. to hear your all thoughts. Because right. right. I wrote a huge ha and then I did a little research and you're going to die. Okay. I can't wait. When Dorothy had time to open these books, <gasps> she's talking about the row of little green books, mm-hmm. a row, she found them full of queer green pictures <laughs> that made her laugh. They were so funny. They were so funny. And then it's like moving on. What Excuse a weird me? detail. This is a whole universe that I must know tell what's in me, these books. Tell me what you thought about that detail. Well, this... There's a whole universe in this statement. You and I love books. Our, this whole bed is covered in books. Covered. We're doing a podcast on a book. I also wonder, even before I get into that, does Dorothy read? Does she enjoy reading? Did she have books back in Kansas that she enjoyed? I actually don't know. So how fun mm. to have a bunch of books around her... Queer green pictures. What do you think these pictures are of? There's no, maybe there's no writing in it. Do you want to think what I, what I, or do you want to hear what I found? What did you find? So this was a theme that was done in literature at the time that may have been what Baum was hinting at, maybe for an inside joke with himself and people who knew. Oh, I love that. That it's copies of The Wizard of Oz. And she's seeing herself (gasps) and she's like, this is funny. Stop it. And laughing at that because the description of these books is exactly what The Wizard of Oz looked like. The first edition, it was bound in green apple cloth, so it would be green. Oh my goodness. And it was full of queer green pictures too. Stop. And they were funny. I mean, we're looking at the the queer green pictures. Stop. I mean, this is like Baby Man. (laughs) Baby Man. This is, uh, what's that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Inception. Where oh, you're I don't like, know it. I'm reading. Well, that, I th- I don't, I've never seen oh, it like, either, um, but it's like yeah, keep you're going. looking at the dream while you're in the dream or something. Oh my God, weird. so trippy. That could be totally wrong. I actually don't know. That's what I've Well, gleaned. I'm thinking also of like the Truman show. <laughs> yes. Of he's living a show you're that living a show. is controlled. Like his life is mapped out, but he's unaware. There's a design to his life. I kind of really like that, though. Isn't yeah, that you're funny? right. Like, Vom, it's a fun little... It could be a fun little joke with himself that only he knows. And if we want to put it in the world of Oz, like remove Bomb from the equation. Yeah. Like, what if that is the prophecy that Dorothy <gasps> had to come here? And that's why she's here. So she might mm. see images of her, like a girl who looks like her. Because also, she like, says what? yeah, like she might not even recognize herself in right, the pictures. Right. But the fact that she laughed is so cute. I know. And I love that they're... I love even the syntax of the sentence. They're full of queer green pictures that made her laugh, comma. They were so funny. I just... <laughs> so cute. And then all the silk and satin and velvet. I know. This, for a little girl, like, this is so, so... Um, Dress up. Yeah, so exactly. Like, I had a big chest as a child that was full of silky like fake oh, silky yeah, dresses the touch of the fabrics <gasps> yeah. oh it made me feel like a princess so that must be what she's feeling they all fitted her how great is perfectly. that which that brings my good witch of the north theory back i think jelia jelia secret agent she's like all right this is your house this is where you live these are your dresses she's the good witch of the north's <gasps> spy Ooh, love it i'm into it because to it. the Good Witch of the North would choose a gentle, younger woman to be in this Emerald City that is pretty masculine yeah. to be, like, Dorothy's, have an eye on Dorothy and, and like, in Dorothy Must Die, Je- Jelia, Jelia, yeah. Jelia, is she... a secret agent. Yeah, exactly. So oh I was like, gosh. maybe she's a secret agent <gasps> in this, too, or she, she has a connection to the Good Witch of the North. She knew her sizes. She made sure... That this the clothes is fit her perfectly. Because that's a little odd. It's a little odd. To waltz into... Yeah. Um, no, that would not work for me. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a store. It's not a shop. It's no. like the clothes have already been picked out for her. I would be a little uncomfortable with that. I would be questioning, why did these all fit me? This is creepy. <laughs> I know. And then she says to her, well, make yourself perfectly at home. Which I, I underline that as like, that's all Dorothy wants is to be at home. At and home she's and so and not... And it makes me sad that she's separated from her friends. Like, this is the first time she's not going to sleep near them. You're right. There's a they're separation. They're near each yeah. other. And yeah, they're all in different parts of the palace, it says. And this is in this moment we get to see um, Jelia, Jelia take the friends to their rooms. And there's mm-hmm. really fun details here. <laughs> um, 
I also love that the scarecrow watched a spider. <laughs> like, because he didn't sleep, obviously. He just He's stood just in the staring. door. What a terrible time. And he just watched a spider. But also, I love that detail, too, because it's like, don't forget, like, there's still spiders in Emerald City. It's still a real place. True. He does a really good job of reminding you of real things. Like, food. We always talk about the food yes. interactions. There would be a spider in a corner. I do True. like that. Yes. Yeah, especially if it's a room that's not occupied all the time. I'm right. Totally a spider. The Tin Woodman lays down by force of habit, for he remembered when he was made of flesh that that was something he used to do. But he couldn't pass the night. He doesn't sleep. So he just makes sure that his his legs, his arms, his joints are continuing to work and move. He's just like staying ready and present for I what's going to happen the next day. Totally picture him in like center stage with like candy playing by Mandy <laughs> Moore and doing like the, the <gasps> leg the leg riffs. Like you know that you're Stop. your hand propped your head propped on your hand and like okay. leg. Now flight. we have to make this video. Sweet, sweet love. I'm gonna do God. editing magic. Isn't that what he's doing? <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's in aerobics class. He's singing the song you sang at the top of yes. our episode. He's working it. Yeah. I love him. He really he keeps in shape. He keeps he's, fit. He's getting ready. But the lion, lion wanted so a bed of dried leaves, He but and he didn't enjoy... He probably feels a little claustrophobic. He's shut up in this room. Oh. But I love that it says he had too much sense to let this worry him. So he sprang upon the bed and rolled himself up like a cat and purred himself asleep in a minute. What a cutie. I think in his head he was like, I'm a house cat, I'm a house cat, I'm a house cat. <laughs> and he just embraced it. What a cutie. So listeners, we're going to pull another Titanic VHS box set and do a part two. So stay tuned, but I promise there is no ship that sinks. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>